You're listening to an L.A. Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit LAKings.com slash podcast. Centers in between the dots. It bounced in the blue paint and cleared away. Centering chance saved by Wolf. Wrap around in front. Loose puck in the blue paint. They whack away at it and they score. Welcome to another episode of the Rain Check Podcast. Jared Schaffern alongside Josh Schaefer. It is late August, Labor Day, right around the corner. That is wild to me. I think somebody was just like, asked me what my plans were for Labor Day, Josh. And I was like, what? No, we got, uh, and then like Labor Day is like kind of the end of the summer. So this is basically, you know, the end of the summer and we're, we're getting really close to hockey. Somebody asked me that this morning. I was like, oh God. It I wasn't me. No we idea. didn't have this discussion. No, we before. did not have this. Co- we, this is the first we've talked about it, but somebody did ask me that exact same question this morning. Uh, and yeah, I was, uh, I was not expecting to be asked that today. Kind of caught me off guard. I think when we started our summer editions, I mentioned we were talking about television and watching shows. And I think I mentioned like the summertime is when I like get into watching TV because during the season, it just doesn't happen. So we got to check in like Labor Day is right around the corner. What have you watched? What are you trying to finish up before the season gets going? Finish up. I'm not sure because it just depends on how many episodes some of these shows go. And I and I I'm sure they'll end before, but I, I haven't checked. Um, the new Star Wars show, Ahsoka, came out this week. It's off the hook. Yeah, but I'm, that's I'm not in. like that's not a catching up situation. Like, that so, just so came here's out. the other thing. Y- yes, yes, and the other, the other, the other. Also, two what, that I is have, that a weird name? Like McElroy told me something about Ahsoka, and I was like, "What the heck is this? Like, what? No, is that like a? Do people who are just casual fans know what that is? Is that like a common term? So here's. I, I that's a difficult question to answer. I would hope yes, but the character was a character in both of the long running like animated shows. Mm-hmm. If you have not seen either of those, then you would have to do some catching up to watch this show. But at the same time, I will say that even if you haven't seen those, but you consider yourself a Star Wars fan, you've probably heard of the character, and you are probably at least familiar with what might be going on. So I was a huge fan of those. Um, I've watched pretty much everything. That's my super nerdy thing. For anybody that's seen our Star Wars night broadcasts, you would know this, um, and you would know that Jared is not of the fandom. Um, but but yeah, so I'm a huge fan of that. We'll see. Clearly I'm not. I have no idea what Ahsoka is, so that's yes, why. Of that's how you know I don't know what I'm talking about. Of course. So if we're talking about a show that's already done that I need to catch up on, I have needed to catch up on Succession for a year. It is phenomenal. I watched it with my roommate through the first two seasons. And then over the course of the last year, we have just not prioritized watching it in the way that we used to. So we decided to not watch it together anymore. And now we are like, we're on our own to catch up until we get to all the season finales and we'll watch those together. So I think I'm on season three. I think there's four seasons. I need to catch up. I have not done a good job on it, but it is like up there for one of my favorite shows and I haven't even finished it yet. That's crazy because that's also my show. So I started Succession. I think I mentioned on a previous episode that I had started Mm -hmm. it and I have to finish it before the season starts. I believe that I finished season three and have not started season four. I like got up to the end of season three and I don't know if this is a hot take or not. It might be just a normal take, but season three 
is way better than season one and two in succession. Like season, season one and two really, season one and two are fine. Like there's not, it's not bad, but season three is just turning up the heat to a whole nother level. They both season one and two both, you know, get it going and, and they, and they, and they grab you, um, and grab your attention. Season three, the show just goes. It's way better. This isn't a, this isn't a spoiler alert. Um, but people who watch the show will know exactly what I mean. I both hate and love every single character on I mean, the show. The point. I root for a new person each episode. I root against, I root nothing but the worst for a new person each episode. And that's why I love the show so much. So yeah, we got a little over a month before like the actual season starts, preseason and, and rookie showcase and things like that are coming up soon. But I got to watch Succession and then I got to watch The Bear season two. I've seen season one. But I got to see season two of The Bear. And then I also need to finish up Ted Lasso, which I'm in the middle oh of the third gosh. season. I got a lot of work to do. I, I'm going to do it. And then also the, what something that's obviously put me back a little bit is I'm watching Hard Knocks because I'm a big New York Jets, Jets fan. Yeah. So the Jets Hard Knocks, honestly, very uneventful, very vanilla. Not a lot of great content in the Jets Hard Knocks. But three episodes in, I'm going to finish that too. Um, cause the jets are actually relevant, which is, hasn't been something that you could say in over a decade. So that's fair. I will say one thing that has really hindered me completing shows, um, as sounds like as starting as, new ones. Well, yeah, Well, So also, uh, um, only murders in the building season three just came out. That show is outstanding. Um, like easily one of my favorite shows. So that has hindered me finishing shows cause that just came out. So I've been watching that with my girlfriend. Same thing with the new Star Wars show. That's new. But also, for people who've listened to the show before, you might remember this from our conversations with the Swedes and with Marco Sturm. But I'm a big soccer fan, and the Premier League season just started. And now this weekend, college football gets going again. So now I feel like I'm just not going to watch TV unless I'm watching football or football. Yeah, well, football is definitely right here as well. Um and it's 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 eaten up for sure. So yeah. this is a good this is a good time of year. This is a fun time of year. Uh, and for today's show, we are excited to be joined by the new head equipment manager of the Ontario Reign. Just announced this week, Justin Penna getting the promotion to head equipment manager. He had been with the team for two seasons, so not a new face to the organization at all, and a native of Southern California. So definitely a guy who's familiar with with the area and with this organization. But uh, it was great to have him on. We were able to. Uh, catch up with him and and learn a little bit more. So um, for for the rain fans that want to know, here's a little bit more with uh, the head equipment manager of the team, Justin Penna. We are joined today by the head equipment manager for the Ontario Rain, Justin Penna. Justin, how's it going? Uh, doing well. Thanks for having me today, guys. Yeah, how's the uh, the off season been? Uh, you know, you you obviously have your normal off season, but obviously a, a little bit different here is. You get the uh, the promotion and, and the news that you're going to be taking over uh, all the equipment here for the rain. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a little different uh, from the last couple of years, uh, a little busier with the transition into the new role, uh, but it's been good. It's been uh, a lot of fun, uh, some different challenges along the way with with the head position and just getting adjusted to that, uh, but it's been good. It's nice to happen early on in the summer, so a lot of time to adjust and, and get things ready for the new year, and now we're a little less than a month away and it's exciting to to get going with training camp here well i guess my first question is, is um 
I want to get to, you know, what your experience has been like in the organization up to this point. But now I guess I'm curious, what is, what has your summer typically looked like since you've been with the rain? And has that been any different now preparing for a new role? Um, yeah, it has been different. Uh, last summer was pretty laid back, uh, you know, come in, uh, we kind of took turns with, uh, there's, there was three of us on staff. We, we alternated weeks. Uh, so I was basically working one week out of every, every three. So, uh, two weeks off, which was a lot of downtime. It was nice. Uh, and then this summer, uh, with the staff changes, there was really only two of us here. Uh, and with the new role, it, uh, I was coming in pretty much every day, uh, just to get a get things situated on, on the business side uh, and the administrative side of, of the new role. Uh, before it was more hands-on and now a lot of purchasing uh, for equipment and things like things in the locker room. So ju- just uh, getting to meet vendors and, and different uh, the reps and things like that, uh, just a lot more communication that way. So more more business aspect this summer uh, where last year was a little bit more time off and, and more hands-on with dealing with the equipment repairs, sharpening, taking care of the guys that are here. We have you on here and, and, you know, one of our goals, peel back the curtain a little bit so fans can understand, you know, what you guys do and, and the role that you guys have is so important. Uh, the organization of, of all the equipment for the players, for the coaches, for everybody. But, um, you know, I don't think people really are going to, are understanding, you know, that the Kings announced that they're going to be playing some preseason games in Australia and, uh, you know, Hey, the rain, that's not our thing. It's the Kings. But the amount of work that is going into making sure that everything goes smoothly. And then for you guys, you know, when the Kings and their equipment staff go to Australia, there are still going to be players that don't go. And the behind the scenes of organizing all this, I mean, the next couple of weeks have to be pretty chaotic for you guys. Yeah, it uh, very chaotic. A lot of logistics, uh, a lot of organization that goes goes into this. And like you said, it's it's the Kings event. It's King's training camp. Uh, so I'm fortunate to have uh, the help and the support of the King's equipment staff. Uh, all four of them are, are great. And to be able to lean on them and, and go to them for, for advice and help has been awesome. And uh, But yeah, the, the logistics of rookie tournament going right into training camp. The Kings are in Australia, uh, or a group of Kings is in Australia. And then we have the remaining players here. Uh, the Ontario Reign full staff is is running that from coaches to down to equipment and the medical staff and strength and conditioning. Uh, so it's going to be a challenge, but it's going to be fun. It's uh, the fact that they trust us with that uh, is exciting. What has your experience been like with the organization up to this point? Um, and how has that kind of helped you prepare for this uh, transition into a, a higher role? Uh, the organization has been great uh, going into year three. Uh, just coming up on basically two years from from starting, and uh, it's been awesome. Uh, so thankful to be here and, and happy to be here and happy to be here for, for at least another year and, and hopefully the foreseeable future. Um, and being right next door to the Kings has been great, uh, like I just said, to lean on them and to have their their advice and uh, and help and just get to, to pick their brains. I mean, they're, they're the best staff in the NHL, in my opinion, and, and I get to work with them on, on almost a daily basis. Um, and so being here is, has helped obviously with the transition. Uh, I feel really comfortable. It, it wasn't much of a transition with, from a work aspect of relationships. Uh, I know everyone in the organization. I know everyone that's here. I know most of the players. Uh, so building relationships that way, working with them on sticks and skates and what they want, 
has been been real easy. It's been really smooth. Uh, so definitely glad that I was able to be here for a couple of years and get my feet wet uh, in professional hockey and then be able to step into this new role. I think definitely, definitely helped me. And you're from Southern California. And I mean, that makes you different than most of the other equipment staff, because when you look at, you know, a lot of these hockey staff, a lot of them are coming from maybe northern parts of the country, Canada, but you're a guy who's born and raised here in Southern California. What I mean, what it mean, what did it mean to you to come back after you're at Western Michigan for, for a long time as a student and then working there full time, but to come back and, and be in California where you grew up is, is probably pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so fortunate to be able to, to have the opportunity a couple of years ago and to get the call. Uh, and be offered a job to come back home. Uh, it's it's awesome. Uh, grew up playing hockey here at Toyota Sports Performance Center, uh, so it's kind of full circle from being a kid. And uh, it's great to to live 25 miles from my parents and and my family, be able to see them on weekends and in the summertime, being able to to see them more. Uh, I'm so fortunate, and and like you said, I'm one of the few uh, in professional hockey that is probably working in their hometown and. To be in California, living a couple miles from the beach, I, I don't know that it gets much better than that. What was your first exposure um, to hockey as as somebody born and raised here in Southern California? Uh, first exposure actually was a uh, an Anaheim Ducks game. Uh, family friends, I was four, I believe, and uh, they introduced our family to hockey. No one in my family uh, played hockey or really had any interest in hockey until then. Um, and then I started playing roller hockey when I was five, and I think the ice rink in Valencia was built when I was seven or eight years old and uh, moved into ice uh, when that, that arena was built. So were you a Ducks fan then, technically, when you uh, when you first got into hockey? No comment. <laughs> well, clearly we know where your uh, where your, your loyalties lie yeah, right now. We know where the loyalties lie right now. <laughs> Uh, what was it like, um, at, at Western Michigan, um, both as a student and then in the role that you took on afterwards? Uh, it was great. Uh, I wouldn't be where I was or where I am today if it wasn't for Western. Uh, I got very fortunate and lucky with kind of just went out there on a whim for school, uh, knew I wanted to get involved in hockey. So I reached out to the team, uh, division one program and started working with them as a student, um, and then and that was a lot of fun, a little different with that was more mundane tasks, but got me interested in equipment. I didn't didn't know anything really about equipment. I played hockey growing up, but I wasn't wasn't a gear geek or anything like that. And now I am. Uh, I was and it was from from being a student and then moved into the into a full time role with them when I graduated. Uh, but it was great. Uh, Andy Murray, the former coach for the Kings, was the head coach there. So I think that really uh, prepared me and helped me his, the way he, he ran things was as close to an NHL program as you could at that level. Uh, so making the jump to pro was, was really easy and real smooth. Uh, he, he definitely prepared me for that. Uh, another coach that I had was Pat Fershweiler, who was an assistant with the Detroit Red Wings. So I was, I was around a lot of pro coaches and, uh, they taught me the pro game and they, they told me I was ready to be an equipment manager in professional hockey. And, uh, I'm lucky to have, have people like that in my life to, to help guide me and kind of teach me the way so that when I do come, when I did come here, I, I was fully prepared. And I think it's been, been a great transition. You get here and we have 
a really fun staff that that we work. I mean, we came in and, and Josh as well right around the same time. And, you know, obviously there's there is some turnover. It's not the exact same staff, but the large majority of, of the hockey staff has been here for, for at least a couple of years. And you can see why. I mean, it's such a, a fun time. And we've had a lot of them obviously on this podcast and asked them. But for you coming in, you know, what was it like to, to come into this group and what's it like working with everybody every day? It's a it's it's quite the atmosphere around the rink. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's uh, coming in a couple of years ago. I was a little nervous, anxious. I was at Western Michigan for eleven years. I had uh, was comfortable with all the staff and had friends there at work, and you know didn't know what it, what it was going to be like here. And and this has exceeded my expectations. And we all get along so well. Makes come to the rink every day so much fun, so much uh, enjoyable, and we, we go on the road together. I mean, we I, we see each other more than we see our families, and. Uh, to get along like we do and, and the fun that we have. And when it comes down to games and practices, we know when to, to dial it in and be serious and have get our jobs done. But uh, when we're away from the rink on the road and, I mean, we do things outside of work too. Like that's how, how much fun we have together and how well we get along. And I think it's it's important and I think it shows why so many of us want to be here and continue to continue to be here. I kind of want to combine the last two questions into a new one um, and kind of going off uh, on that, you know, what we've done outside, what you guys do out, outside and away from the rink. But Alex Ryan is a guy that I don't think we've had on this podcast before, but we've had him do intermission. I'm not sure if we have enough time us. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we have enough time, but we've we've used him <laughs> for like intermission interviews from regulation to overtime before. Um and his background was, you know, working, you know, kind of behind the scenes, but in the QMJHL. And from you coming from a college side, I remember we were in Colorado this past year for playoffs and had that conversation between NCAA versus the Canadian Junior Leagues. Have you discovered any differences in the roles that you both may have had um, in juniors and in the NCAA and how those equipment roles kind of relate or are different from each other? Uh, no, honestly, no. I, I think the equipment position is, is kind of the same across the board when you're at, at that level, uh, or really any level for that matter. There's not a whole lot of difference. Yeah, obviously things are much more intense and much more critical at the professional level, and uh, the players are, are playing for a salary and playing for money. So it's, yeah, you it's definitely more important here, but across the board, I think the position is, is you're doing the same tasks no matter where you're at. And, uh, it's just different experiences. Um, college versus the QMJHL. I think the, the QMJHL is a little bit more, uh, of a pro lifestyle with the number of games you play and the, and the travel and kind of the, the budgets that teams have. And not every team is the same, but a lot of teams have pretty significant budgets where in college, it's kind of a, kind of the same across the board starting to change a little bit in that world but uh you only play 34 games and then playoffs so it's a lot more practices a lot less travel uh games are primarily on the weekends so it's it's more of a lifestyle difference than anything not not a, a job difference we're talking with justin penda the head equipment manager of the ontario rain and um a couple quick ones here more rapid fire style that uh that we've come mm-hmm. up with um first off if you had to pick uh, when we're on the road, got a favorite road city in the in the Pacific Division? Uh, probably uh, Colorado. Uh, we typically stay in Fort Collins. Uh, it's a it's a fun city. It, there's a lot to do there. 
uh, neat little downtown that's walking distance from the hotel, and it's great for for being able to go out and get dinner. All right. I know we've gone the college route a little bit, but but I want to hear your answer for, for some of the college towns you might have been to. What was your favorite place to go then? Uh, Miami of Ohio, or Miami of Ohio. Really? Okay. Uh, surprisingly, yeah, yeah. Uh, small little college town. They they got into it for the games, and uh, yeah, it was just a neat little town. A, a lot, a lot to do there. Favorite piece of hockey memorabilia that you have, maybe uh, over the years that you've been in equipment. Um, I did the Youth Olympics in 2020 with U with uh, USA Hockey, uh, and I got a jersey, a Team USA jersey from there. Uh, we got a silver medal. Uh, for the Olympics, only players get medals. So the, the staff, they got us a, a team jersey. Uh, it was in Lausanne, Switzerland. Uh, so it says Lausanne uh, 20 on the back of it. So that's that's pretty cool. What was that experience like for you, getting a chance to go over there? Uh, it was awesome. It was really cool. Uh, it was the Youth Olympics. They were uh, 15-year-olds at the time, but it, it was so much fun. It was uh, hectic and crazy. It was in the middle of the season, so I actually missed a couple of uh, games. I was at Western at the time. Uh, but it was a, a 14 day trip played five games, I believe. And, uh, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Weirdest superstition that you've seen or anybody on your, one of your teams is, uh, has had maybe that you can say, <laughs> uh, we're not going to name names, but I had a player, uh, when I was at Western that, uh, for some reason thought, that it helped him play better if he he peed his pants during the national anthem. <laughs> we we had to put a stop to that one pretty quick once we realized what was going on. But yeah, that was that's probably the weirdest for sure. Now, did you guys have? Uh, did you talk to him, or did you have the, his teammates say, "Come on, man, let's let's clean this up"? Uh, teammates were the ones that ultimately did it. We kind of yeah. we we didn't know what was going on, but we we're like, "Why does it smell like pee after every game in this <laughs> area of the locker room?" And we we were trying to figure it out. It took like a month really i mean like we only play two games a week so that's four weekends and it was we didn't know what was going on and yeah the players once we figured it out the, the players put an end to it wow that's wild <laughs> um I, I know that sometimes different players have you know special requests for different pieces of their equipment like jacob Doty with you know a different fight strap martin firk with his sleeves a little bit higher what's the most unique modification that you've either done or or have helped out with um for a player um i basically turned a hockey glove into an oven mitt at one point i had a player uh get sliced on his wrist uh when i was at western and he he came back for playoffs uh missed like the, the second half of the year and but he he was in a brace uh or at his wrist and he, he couldn't fit it into the glove so i had to uh, take out all the seams on uh, the four fingers and it was just the thumb. And then I connected the, all the fingers into one. Uh, so it was, it basically looked like an oven mitt. It was, took a little bit of time, but that was probably the craziest modification I've done. Now, what happened afterward? Was that like, all right, he's fine, discard it. Or is that something like now you have a new piece of kitchen equipment for when you're baking or cooking or something? I wish I kept it. Uh, but no, I, I should have, I should have kept it, but I, I didn't, unfortunately. Have photos. That's about it. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, I mean, that's it for me, Josh. You got anything else uh, before we wrap things up here? Awesome. Uh, for for uh, 
for rookie tournament. I know that at least for, for Jared and I, there are some aspects of going to the rookie tournament with the Kings that feel like just another trip. And then there are also some aspects of it that kind of separate it. Like this is a cool kind of once a year kind of thing that we get to go do with the Kings um, with a lot of the rain people. Um, what's that experience like for you and what are you most looking forward to? Uh, the rookie tournament the last two years has been uh, been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been great being on kind of a, a Kings trip and uh, for an extensive amount of time there. We we're there for four or five days. Uh, the way that they treat us uh, is unbelievable and first class, just like uh, the organization is. So it's been it's been fun and, and looking forward to Vegas. Uh, I hear that the the setup there for rookie tournament is great, um, and we're at at the practice rink, so not downtown or anything, but. Uh, looking forward to it. It's always a great way to kick off the year with, uh, you always have a couple new staff members and just to get on the road for four or five days and, and kick the year off is, is always fun. Before we sign off, we have producer Jesse Cohen, who is going to jump in and ask a question as well. Jesse, what do you got? So earlier in the year on all the Kingsmen, we asked fans if they had any questions behind the scenes stuff. Um, and this one came to me and I was hoping to get a specific answer. So <clears throat> can a goalie wear solid black pads, gloves, and blocker? Ooh, that's a great question. <laughs> that's what I said. I, <laughs> just because I, I – and just to further elaborate, yeah. you're, assume, you're assuming because the puck will get lost. That's the no yeah. other things there, the puck, which is black, would just right. kind of blend in there. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know if that is a official rule or not. I, um, I think players in the NHL have done it. Uh, duly named one. I'm blanking on the name off the top of my head, but I don't know if there are rules. Then the follow-up that I had, which wasn't in there, is are you aware of any rules about how a goalie decorates their mask? Uh, no, it's pretty much up to the goalie. Uh, I think a lot of, obviously, organizations like to have an equipment manager look at it and make sure mm-hmm. there's nothing inappropriate or any, anything that we don't want on there, uh, which is what we do, but there you can do do whatever you want with the mask. And so, I know the, the NHL has to approve like a lot of things with their goalie equipment. So like a lot of times if goalies get pads, it goes to the NHL league office. They have an approval process. Then they send it to us. I'm not sure if the mask also goes through that same process. Uh, the mask does the mask is approved through the companies beforehand, but the, the painting does not get. Okay. Approved. So they, they basically say my, the specifications of the mask, the cage, the, those, the straps, things like that. Are approved, but the design happens after the approval. I believe so. Yes. So it comes down to you. You're the state. <laughs> you're the state board that rejects vanity plates for being too lewd. Gotcha. All right. Thank you very much. Any follow ups on that, Josh? What's the What's the coolest goalie mask you've seen um, for for a goalie that that's been on a team that you've worked for? Uh. I had a goalie at Western. Uh, his name is Brandon Bussey. He plays in the Bruins organization now, but he, uh, his brother had autism. So his design, uh, of his mask was always, uh, always had like little hints of autism, uh, the puzzles and things like that. And I always thought that was really cool, uh, with just how personal it was to him. And, uh, I didn't realize it at the time as when I was working with his first, on his first mask. And he kind of was subtle with it. It was kind of blended into the mask and, uh, I started asking questions and just hearing him tell the tell the story of how close he is with his brother and and what the mask means to him and he continues to this day to to have those touches in it. and I think that's that's really awesome. Well, I'm sure it'll be different this year. Uh, Matt Valalto won't have SpongeBob SquarePants on his sticks and 
um, all the wacko things that, that he had going on. So maybe it'll, it'll clean you guys up. You can focus on some other things this year. Yeah, it'll be, uh, be a little different without Matty V here, but, uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll have some, some interesting requests from the goalies that they're always, they're always <laughs> the interesting ones. Well, JP, uh, appreciate the time here and, uh, looking forward to, to definitely continuing to, to work with you and maybe we'll have you back on at some point with, uh, with a few more questions, but, uh, we wish you luck as you, uh, transition here and we know it's going to be a few crazy weeks. So thanks for uh, giving us a few minutes before it heats up here. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me guys. It's been, been a blast. Thanks again to Justin Penna for joining us here on the rain check. Uh, great to learn a little bit more about him. He is uh, definitely going to be a guy that, that we interact with a ton, Josh, as we get things going here for the new season. And he also has Alex Ryan, who we mentioned in the interview is also still on staff as well as a new equipment assistant. Uh, that's Mackenzie Campbell who will be joining the staff as well. He is here. He's getting things ready to go for training camp as well. Um, Josh, what do you got going on here? You know, this is like we said, it's, it's kind of the last couple of weeks before the, the season gets going. What What's on your mind here? Well, it's, we're still, we're kind of getting out of the dog days of summer, which is nice because now we've got hockey right around the corner. Um, but then for me also to tide me over until hockey season, like I mentioned earlier, like I've, I've got soccer and football that are both starting up. So I've got something to just tide me over a few more weeks until we get into rookie camp and then AHL camp for the rain. Um, and then after that, we'll get the preseason and the regular season. So, you know, once we hit mid September, um, at least on our side of things where we're involved in, in kind of what's going on behind the scenes a little bit, for me, that's going to pick up really quickly and you'll blink and the season will be underway. Um, so trust me, for those who have not had that feeling before where you still feel like you have to wait until mid-October, trust me, it's going to get here sooner rather than later. And uh, and we're looking forward to it. I know our tickets are going to be going on sale soon too. So our individual game tickets will be out soon with the rain. Um, and then also we did just put out the the promotional schedule with all the theme nights. There's a few fun ones. Um, there's obviously the, the classic returning ones um, like Jared's favorite star Wars night. Um, I've been planning our uh, broadcast shenanigans since the day after star Wars night last year. So um, yeah, oh God. I'm looking I don't know what to that s- one, I don't know what that's going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Ahsoka in the booth for you. Oh God. What do we have? Two years ago we had um Darth Vader and last year we had Chewbacca and the Mandalorian. Yep. Um, that was good. Yeah, That's the, my Twitter header now. Oh God. <laughs> you should go take a look at that. You mean um, your ex your ex. It's ex. Twitter. I'm gonna keep calling it Twitter. People know I think what I'm just going to be, you know, I'm having an issue. If anyone has any suggestions, like I feel like, you know, a lot of our updates throughout the season, I mean, our clearly our in-game updates have always been on that platform, but I feel like a lot of people are going away from that platform. So if you're a rain fan and you want to see us use a different platform, I'm open to suggestions. I, I don't want to like leave it completely because I know that's where we've traditionally done things, but I'm also like, I don't know, man. Like it's maybe, you know, it's time to move with the tide to something else. So we'll see what Bring happens. Bring rain cider, rain insider exclusively to threads. Yeah, but I just need more people to be on thread. You know, like I, I'd be fine with that, but then everyone's got to commit to being there and knowing that that's where the updates are. So, you know, Shafe and Shaft exclusively on TikTok. Yeah, except for those, those don't, <laughs> that doesn't lead itself to like in game updates though. Like, 
if if God forbid one of our players leaves a game with an injury, like our fans want to know. So we will report that and we will, we will share that. But if we share it on TikTok, that's just chaotic. Like <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. So, you know, there has to be some kind of a, you know, and, and maybe it is that we just shift everything to the insider site and, you know, the, the Kings have their live thread that Zach Dooley does during the game. And that could be something that we do for the rain. Um, so it's, there, there's a lot of different options that are, that are out there. So we're exploring some different things right now and, you know, we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. Feedback is always appreciated. Yeah, just let me know. Um, yeah, and the best way to get in contact is by tweeting at us. <laughs> no, you know, there's other ways. We have an email addresses. You can email us with on, the way, on the rain uh, website. I will say everyone's favorite in arena host, Mikey Alexander is uh, very good at interacting with the two of us on X or Twitter. So he's very good at interacting everywhere. So that's a good point. Um, wanted to just also, you know, if you, if you enjoyed this episode, if you want to look back into the archives, we've been pretty consistent over the summer. We've had some really good, really good interviews and good shows. So, uh, our most recent Charles Udon was on a few weeks ago. We, we had to take a week off, you know, I was busy having like a wedding party or something like that. So we, we missed last week, but Charles Udon two weeks ago, Wiley, Wiley before that, uh, we also had Jacob Ingham who's returning to the rain on an AHL contract and Andre Lee. So a lot of players who will be with the rain and around the team this year. Uh, and now, you know, we, we're going to have some more coming up. We've, uh, we've got a couple guys scheduled for the next couple weeks as players return to town. Um, it's giving us an opportunity to, to talk to them as their season ramps up. So definitely subscribe. If you haven't definitely uh, keep in touch with, with what's going on. And we're excited to continue the show here and get going with the regular season. Yeah. Looking forward to it. We're, you know, we'll, we'll have a few more shows coming out before the season begins and uh, once the season begins, we're going to try to implement a few new things here and there. But first and foremost, we'll finally have hockey back and we'll have some stories to tell. And that should all be great. Hope everyone has a great Labor Day. If we don't talk to you before then, and if we do, well, then I, you know, we'll, we'll talk to you before Labor Day. 